Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, where you can get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows in the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 87, season 5, episode 7, entitled Brooklyn Without Limits, originally airing November 11th, 2010. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Congressman Bookman is back in the news opposing the NBC Cable Town merger, but she's up for re-election, and Jack decides that he needs to back her anti-government opponent to deliver the merger to the finish line. Meanwhile, Liz discovers the best pair of jeans ever at a little hipstery boutique in Brooklyn, only to find out that things are more complicated as they seem, where she and Jack have to decide if they want to put morality or personal success and satisfaction first. Meanwhile, it's almost Golden Globe season, and Jenna suggests that Tracy throws an event for the Hollywood Foreign Press Association to promote his role and help win an Oscar. But in the process, she tries to undermine his chances at an award. I think this is one of those... Uh, it has the sensibilities of what everyone thinks Third Rock is, of a live-action cartoon, because uh, we get to see Jenna and Tracy sort of back to their normal selves of being, you know, wacky and over-the-top and selfish and all that. Um, the whole Brooklyn Without Limits storyline is, I mean, it's rooted in reality, but it's still like played to the nines in terms of where does the stuff that we buy or the places we support actually, you know, behind the scenes, how good are they and things like that. And then eerily enough, not so much, but I'm not going to, it's it's trying to say things like this now, but like, did 30 Rock predict Donald Trump? But I mean, like... The I, whole, like, we got to return back to blah, yeah. make America great, like, all of that was just, like... I would say they predicted the mood of the country, yeah. not necessarily, like, a specific individual, because this person is... Well, let's put it this way. The, I guess there's a lot of conspiracy theorists that have supported, like, the, I guess, Trump's rise or whatever to the top, yeah. but he himself is, like, I don't know, like, this guy here in 30 Rock is kind of just, like, a straight-up, like job like yeah. wing bat whereas Trump like stokes a lot of those sentiments but isn't necessarily spouting like tinfoil hat stuff right. himself yeah, I mean I sort mean, of but not not in the same way this is straight up like the TV's talking to me type yeah yeah things. I don't own a cell phone because yeah. the CIA is finally things like that and I, I would say obviously his affiliation I mean he says he's unaffiliated and the party system's broken but I mean politically I think he would fall closer to like the whole tea party area of you know oh, yeah don't tread on me because this was what year 2011 yeah so, so that would have been very, that been very tea party years yeah on there uh topical oh yeah because the next election would have been 20 right well mm-hmm. was it 2010 or 2012 was the infamous i am not a witch delaware senate lady oh i don't remember that oh yeah well basically um the in the the delaware senator race that year like the the incumbent who was Democrat was vulnerable, and there was a like a long time like moderate Republican who was the favorite to win. And then this Tea Party lady like upset him in the primary, and then right after like it leaked all the stuff that like basically she she, she done a lot of talk show in, in, appearances and like there was something around witchcraft something at some point because like literally she released a campaign ad where she said I am Christine O'Donnell and I am not a witch and she ended up losing big time in the election because well I mean she she was like a crazy like right wing tea party person but it was like I think we need a witch in the politics why not (laughs) 
Couldn't do any worse. I can't now. remember it all, but it was wow. That was when that was when all the wacky people still lost their oh, yeah. political the, racism. Who was that guy? I think it was I don't even remember California or whatever. But he wore the boot on his head. You don't remember that? No, I, don't I mean, he so. was like all over Reddit for like a few oh, months, yes, but no, I can't. Yeah. His name like Magical Sourpuss or something. Oh my god, I, was like, I missed that one. I'm sure if I show you the picture, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy!" But he had a gigantic beard and he wore a, like a leather boot on his head. He was obviously not going to win, but you know, it's just like when they're trotting out all their perspectives, it's just like anyone can try. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in England, they always have Lord Buckethead run for the prime minister's seat. Lord Buckethead? Yeah, it's kind of like a, a running... So, like, in the... Obviously, in the UK parliamentary system, the prime minister is, like, an elected representative who was, like, voted head of the party, so they have to stand for election, like, and be elected in their hometown. So for the past however many elections, like, Lord Buckethead... Oh, Vermin Supreme! I have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Lord Buckethead has, like, basically signs up to run in whatever constituency that the current prime minister is running for office in. So... Because the, the, the reason why is because, like... They do it every election there, like in every every location. Like everyone stands up on stage and like they announce how many votes everyone got. So it's so basically it's the opportunity for like Lord Buckethead. Like other, I mean, usually wherever the prime minister is running, like there's multiple wacky people running because that's the one that's going to get the most news coverage. When you know what I mean. So that'll definitely be on the TV. So you see the stage of like gotcha. ran all sorts of random hilarious mm-hmm. things. Robocop and I mean, who knows? Gizmo, yeah. Well, uh, where the fuck did that come from? Oh, because um, oh, we were talking about crazy, right, politicians. crazy politicians. So we talked Tea Party, and, and then yeah, we yeah. segued into Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme and Lord Buckethead. Lord Buckethead, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Brooklyn Without Limits before we get started? I mean, I, I, I still think, like, I feel like I didn't finish my thought before I got a little off track. But again, it just, it's sort of, it's, it's wacky enough that it's, like, silly and uh, the naivete of Liz, like, you know sort of taking stuff at face value like oh i'm 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 such a humanitarian and she even has a line of um because of these genes it makes up for the fact that i take really long hot showers like that that mentality is something that sort of persists in a lot of people and i'm probably guilty of it too of like you know i did one good thing to outweigh all of the 10 bad things that i did you know it, it's this false uh i don't know like badge of honor that I did a good thing today. I, I recycled, so I can, you know... I can now hunt endangered species for sport. <laughs> yeah, maybe not like that extreme, but, you know, like, I didn't donate to charity, but I recycled, so, you know, I'm doing my best, or I'm, I'm doing good things, you know, things like that. Like, it's... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it does a, a pretty good job of sending up, like, the whole... Like hipster millennial, like buying local, but in the end, like everything's owned by right. Well, I would say everything. Okay, so the like this is it's actually a really really cynical episode. Yeah, because it basically says like don't try to do. Well, I won't say it basically says, but there's a strong undercurrent of even if you try to do good, it turns out a big corporation owns it in the end anyway. So it doesn't exactly say like so just submit to big capitalism, but right. it kind of it kind of like advances the point of like it's all hopeless. Where yeah. you know, which I mean, whatever, it's funny. Like there are a lot of people who like, and the reason why it's making fun of it because there's a lot of people who like right buy things for like image purposes that aren't actually like they're not actually doing the research to make sure that it's locally owned or ethically assembled or yeah. or whatever which and obviously there's plenty of that out there that really is local and ethical yeah you're right it is sort of a cynical worldview but it's just like i mean what what can you do i mean it really is like when you pull the scope 
back, there's really well, like seven or eight companies that really kind of own everything. Yes and, and no. Like, like, I don't know, like I have a coworker who like really dedicates her time, like basically like for, I mean, in general, like that's her attitude is to support like that. But it's like for literally like one month every year, she like will literally only buy local, like literally just farmer's markets, like people she knows, like backyard growing stuff. Like, and for the entire month, she'll only you know, get stuff like that. So it's, it's possible to do, and I think there are people out there who are really, like, committed to the cause and actually do the research, but there are also a lot of people who, right, just care about the superficiality or image of it and don't really yeah. do much to look below the surface to see what actually, you know. Yeah. There's a, there's a big thing going around right now, sort of similar to that idea of, um, you know, people will, like, give to the homeless or they'll, they'll do something charitable, but they'll also make sure, like, they have a camera running yeah. at the same time to showcase the, the evidence. Yeah. And then there's a, there's a big outcry of, why the fuck are you filming this? Like, do it without right. needing the kudos from the internet communities or whatever. So, like, there's a big backlash of, yeah. I mean, you can say you did it. You don't need evidence of it, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I mixed on that because it's still the net good of... of of helping someone if they need yeah. help, but it's like right, but yes, obviously there, there's a right. there's a narcissistic aspect to yeah. show people how you're doing. Because there are some people doing. that do see those videos and yeah. it sort of inspires them to do the same thing. Yeah. Probably because it is a you know a dopamine thing of I want to get that same yeah. feeling. So I mean, in, in a way, it works, but at the same time, it, like you said, it is yeah. very narcissistic. I mean, to do that. I guess if there's an actual act of charity. It's okay. Like there have been definitely people though who like ran a protest for like five minutes, like to literally grab a picture quickly to show to say they were the protest, and then yeah. went off. And like that's yeah. that's just straight up malicious. But yeah, I definitely yeah, I remember there was a couple of people doing that during the early Black Lives Matter stuff earlier this year. It was yeah, they would get all gussied up and have signs, and then they would bolt off and yeah, but yeah that's, just, that's just straight up narcissism but. yeah yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Straight up narcissism. Let's hop in. Let's hop in. Uh, basically, the cold open is going to set up Liz's uh, story, and then we'll get the other two when we come back. How's it going in there? Great. Trying on jeans is my favorite thing. Maybe later I can get a pap smear from an old male doctor. Oh, come on, Liz. This store is cool. It's huge with all the young people. I mean, all the us. This place is trying way too hard. Why are there straight jackets everywhere? Because before this was a clothing store, it was a mental hospital. It's winky and fun, Liz. Okay, I tried them on. Can we go now? Miss Lemon, you look hot. Really? I swear to Kabbalah, monster, those jeans are perfect. Look at your butt. Oh my god, is that me? Liz, it's the dream. Boy on the bottom, girl on the top. OM God, those jeans are zing. This online slang dictionary says it's short for amazing. Or it's a club drug made from a tooth whitener. Either way, you win. I'll wear these jeans out, and I'll take ten more pairs. Fantastic. Shall I put the pants you had on in with the jeans? No. Burn them. Burn them. So, someone on IMDb named Nia McLynn has the fun title on their uh, filmography as being Mrs. F- Miss Faye's butt double. Aw, you go, Nia. You go, Nia. Does she have any other credits? Let's find out. She doesn't have a picture, Uh-oh. which well, is she, interesting. Well, I mean, you couldn't put a picture of a butt up there. I mean, well, no, but I mean, you can see no, her face. I, yes, I was um, joking. It, she's known for 30 Rock and Project Runway. End of list. Well, there you go. She's a model. Butt model. So, yeah, she's a model. I'm sure she has tons of runway uh, experience. Um, yeah, so that's fun. 
<clears throat> yeah, but I feel like this this Brooklyn Island is the closest comparison in terms of a mainstream story would be what uh, what's that story American called? Apparel American Apparel yeah, yeah that like uh, minimal almost minimalist style everything's yeah. like wooden looks like a giant not warehouse but just like giant open space kind of thing but, yeah and I like the twist they put on because like normally it's like oh this was an old factory this was an old this was, this was an old mental hospital yeah. that was that was fun yeah the, you know it's it's weird because it's like I mean it's the same as like Kanye's clothing line where it's like it's simple it's very minimalist it's very like just here's a white tee no writing nothing on it but it's $30 and it's like what why why would I want to pay $30 for just a plain white tee because it's know. ethical is it though like I don't know the full you know behind the scenes of what American Apparel how they make their clothes so it's like is it ethical like I mean I guess it's made a little bit different the fabrics are a little bit different and I'm sure they're comfortable whatever but it's just like I'm a very cheap person. Frugal is a better word. Frugal, yeah. Um, and like, uh, I don't know, I just, I couldn't justify things like that. Like $30 for a shirt. I don't know. Also, if you go to their website, the, uh, the title tag, first thing in the title tag is ethically made. So. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I'm saying it's like, it, well, they it, say it, it definitely so ties in yeah. with what's going on in this yeah. episode of how it's like, oh, it's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, American Apparel. You deserve it. Meanwhile, back at 30 Rock, Jack is watching the news and gets some really bad news. I'm sorry, I was late this morning, sir. I was attacked in my apartment. What? Why are they talking about that woman? Making political hay out of the wheat field that is the NBC Cable Town merger. Who wrote this? Jared, honestly? Bookman told reporters, quote, The merger of NBC and Cable Town is bad for the consumer. I don't trust their executive leadership, and Cable Town still has an auxiliary button on their remote. What is that for? It just makes the screen go blue. Why is she still talking about the merger? She said I had three months to make NBC more diverse. It's not your fault nobody watched America's Next Top Black Guy. Amping up the rhetoric in a tight race. Polls have her in a dead heat with out-of-nowhere challenger Stephen Austin. Wait a second. There's a chance she could lose. Bookman is obviously holding a gun to my head. And no matter what I do, she obviously wants me to fail. But if she loses... This isn't a conversation. But if she loses, I won't have to worry about her scuttling the merger. Jonathan, get her opponent in here. Whoever he is, he just made a very powerful friend. I thought you said you didn't need any more friends. Is that the... Definitely the first time in a while, but is that the first time we've seen Jack get that upset about anything, really? Like... Definitely politically, we haven't seen him really get up in arms about The business is at stake. Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's rare that he treats Jonathan that poorly. Yeah. So, poor Jonathan. But as always, the show is good about little one-liners that, like, basically about how Jonathan really wants to be his (laughs) friend slash lover slash whatever. I thought you said you didn't need any more friends. (laughs) No, just you. Meanwhile, while Liz is showing off her new jeans to... I guess the ladies of 30 Rock, uh, Tracy pulls Jenna aside to ask for her advice regarding uh, his film, Hard to Watch. J-Train, as you may know, I was in a film called Hard to Watch, and the pundits think I have a chance at an Oscar, and I just learned about air quotes. Yes, I talked about your movie with my therapist last week for 20 hours. I know this is difficult for you. I'm fine. Talking with Dr. Linda helped me realize I have just as much going on in my life. My exercise video is dropping soon. It's called Jenna Gets Hard. Uh, uh, 
Well, if you're okay talking about it, I need your help. These reporters want to come do a story on me. They're from something called the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. <gasps> Hofpa? Yeah. That's the Golden Globes. The second most important awards in Hollywood. After the People's Choice Awards, where the fans are in charge. So what do you think I should do? You could have a special screening for them, host a luncheon. And when the time is right... Be bad at snapping. Got it. No, Tracy. You could try to bribe them. I mean, a Golden Globe is a stepping stone to an Oscar. How bad do you want it? I'm not an expert at morality, but isn't that wrong? You're asking me? <laughs> so do we know how many awards the People's Choice Awards? 30 Rock won in the People's Choice Awards? Less than they did Emmys, I'm sure. That's a good start. Zero. Zero, yeah. They, they never won They never won a People's Choice Award, but they were nominated for one. Oh, wow. So, good job. Um, that was a little fun, like, wink at the camera. Um, yeah, plus, like, I think that's always, like, the big point they always say where the fans decide right yeah know, it's their whole shtick yeah um but i if i remember correctly like for a while like the shows that went up here were like cw like <laughs> super it was like yeah, i remember vampire diaries won like all oh, wow. the things for a while you know what i mean so it was like basically like cbs sitcoms and cw superhero and supernatural shows i think Okay. I mean, I, mean, I guess weird. they still exist. I don't really know. I've never really paid yeah, attention to them. Much, I, much attention. Ask me when they air, I'd be like, do they air on TV? Probably not. They well, they used to be on like a main network, and I think they moved somewhere on cable, um, which they may or may not still be. I don't really know, to be honest. Um, God, do you remember when like there was like? I mean, I guess they still happen. I think the music award, the MTV music award, the VMAs. Yeah, they were just they just they were just like last week. Or something. Yeah, I mean, I I remember being young and I was like, oh man, these are not legitimate, but I was like, oh man, these are cool. And then you realize they don't fucking like they matter way worse than anything not. else. So it's just like who cares? Well, for the but VMAs, they, but they were always just it was such pop culture, like not so much the People's Choice Awards or anything like that, but it's more it really is like just fan service. Yeah, like the award. Which well, isn't bad and it's whatever, but like, yeah. it just doesn't matter. I think for a while the main point of it of the show was what's going to happen at the VMAs because I feel right. like there have been a lot of like big moments, not in a while now, but no, for a long, no. but for a long time. It was there like, was like a stretch of years where there was always something radical or yeah. something. Because I mean, there's a lot of like just, I, I guess I mean not even ironically iconic pop culture moments from you know over the years like. Yeah, I think one of the earlier ones was when after shortly after Michael Jackson married Lisa Marie Presley, they made like their not their first, but like they made a big appearance there, and yeah. he had them comment like, "Then we thought this would last," and then they were divorced like three months after that. So yeah, and um, I think that's where Madonna had her like most famous like a virgin performance. Yeah, and the Madonna Britney Christina thing. Yeah, and Kanye and Taylor Swift yeah. and Miley Cyrus twerk. Yeah, I think Gate that was. And, yeah. So I mean, I mean, so, so to me, like that was its biggest point. Right. What happened just, after the show? Yeah. Or, what drama? No, the, the awards or, didn't like, matter anymore. Yeah. Than, um, at least they don't anymore. And things like that. Yeah. yeah, I would say like it, I mean, even it felt like through like the TRL era, like it still kind of mattered. Like because I mean, because they, 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 I don't know if they still do. They treated they, it. Then they they yeah. had a lot of technical awards too. So, but now I don't know. All I, all I know from this year is that, like, Lady Gaga apparently won, like, literally all the awards. Well, not literally, but she won a bunch of awards. 
and I watched like 10 minutes of it and I mean it was fine it was like it was it was a lot of it was pre-recorded and remotely done for right. obvious reasons but I mean it looks like I mean it, it looks good from the 10 minutes of it I saw they have pretty cool statues though like that yeah. whole moon man yeah. holding the flag or whatever that's kind of cool like that'd be a cool do they still do a moon man I think so I want to, because I can't remember. Because their movie awards was the Golden Popcorn, right? Right. Yeah. So well, no, I looks as Moon Man. Like they made a big deal a couple of years ago of making all of their like all awards at all shows like non-gender specific. I think. Oh well, Moon so Person. Well, that, that's what I mean. I don't know if it's like that bad, but like I did, I couldn't remember if that was like one of the things that they they changed. Maybe not. I really don't know to be honest. I mean, that's, I don't think that's I actually saw an award presented in the ten minutes I watched. Someone in an astronaut suit doesn't scream male. No. Or yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. 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 Yeah. Uh, this is just like, I don't know, the the whole idea of like uh, award shows, I still... Yeah. Well, when we get to the Liz Jenna scene in a second, I'll talk more about the Golden Globes because yeah. there's a lot of irony going on here with that storyline, but we can unpack it when we get okay. to that scene because it's more relevant then. All right. All right. We'll get there. Uh, shortly after uh, Jenna and Tracy's maniacal laughter... Uh, we get a first guest actor, or our guest actor for this episode, uh, in John Slattery, uh, probably most famous for uh, Sterling, Rod Sterling? No, Rod Roger. Sterling. <laughs> Rod, Rod Sterling's Sterling? Twilight Zone. Um, <laughs> Roger Sterling. Roger Sterling yeah. from Mad Men. Uh, but he's definitely playing very out of normal character, I guess. If you're used to seeing all of Mad Men, it's yeah. not even remotely in the same ballpark. <laughs> So this is the man who's going to bring down Regina Bookman. Rhode Island's own Stephen Austin. Actually, I go by Steve Austin. That way people see my name on ballots. They think I'm the wrestler, and they vote for me. I've been reading up on you, Steve. Honestly, I want to like you. But I see that you're not affiliated with the Republican Party. The party system is broken, Jack. I don't believe in parties. I don't join them, and I never get invited to them. Hint, hint. You're an individual. A maverick. People like you are succeeding because Americans are fed up with the status quo. Exactly. They're tired of the direction this country's headed in. They want to return to our past glory. They want an American renaissance. I like what I'm hearing, Steve. And you're going to love the sound of this. Goo goo gaga, Jack. What's that? That's the theme of my campaign. Renaissance means rebirth. I want to usher in the rebirth of this country. That's why the theme of all my campaign commercials is, I'm a baby. This country has lost its way. We need to start over and return to what made our nation great. My name is Steve Austin, and I am a lifelong resident of Rhode Island and the manager of a local paintball facility. I will clean up Washington like it's the bathroom of a paintball facility. Vote Steve Austin, and if you're blind, I am the wrestler. Right. Uh, I like a lot of what you're saying, Steve, but uh, before I throw my support behind you, I do have a litmus test. Okay. Can I take that in two weeks? Uh, no, it's just questions. What do you think the role of government should be? Limited. I believe in small government. Excellent answer. Or no government at all. If it works in Antarctica, why can't it work here? But if we have to have government, make it as small as possible. Dwarves, tiny buildings, pizza bagels for lunch. Maybe we should stop at small government. Let's cut to the chase. I need you to assure me you would never allow the government to interfere with the sale of one company to another. Of course not. The government shouldn't interfere in anything. What happens inside a man's own rain poncho at a minor league baseball game is his own business. Well, Steve, we should stop talking before I change my mind, but I do want to host a fundraiser for you, so give me a couple of days to put that together. I need to know that you believe in my message, Jack. Take the rattle. Say goo-goo-ga-ga, Jack. Goo-goo-ga-ga. 
He just sold his soul. Oh dear. To help his company. So Mad Men is now taking on the view for most guest oh, star appearances on Thirty Rock stretch across different episodes. Because I mean, we're only up to two, but yeah. Actually, I think I think, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah I don't think but, you get it. unless there's like a smaller. I'll keep my eyes out. Yeah, but I think the view will take it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that sort of sums up what that character is very well in terms of being a radical, no party affiliated, you know, out of nowhere politician that happens probably more often than we think. Um, but yeah. yeah. What? what? I mean, like the, the vermin supremes, like they do happen more oh. often than you think. Obviously, they they well, rarely, they don't do as well in the poll, right? Right? They rarely make it any further than yeah. like you know first tier. Gotcha. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a good representation of that. But I mean, it's, it's really bad that Jack didn't vet this person further. Like he just he's so adamant about it that he'll, he'll still attach to him. But I mean, if you watch his like the first ad that they show there, it's like. You should have said no to this immediately. There's no reason you should be. But I mean, putting anything the, behind the this person, person who might be holding up the merger—that's the person. I know, who's like he's desperate. competing against her. Yeah, but it's like, oof. I mean, he's in a diaper. For God's sake, that should be enough. Goo goo gaga. Goo gaga. So while Jenna and Tracy are getting ready for his viewing party, uh, Liz pulls Jenna aside to see what she's really uh, hoping to accomplish with this, because she knows she's too petty for to do something this nice for someone. Let me get this straight. You, the person who is still jealous of the attention baby Jessica got, are helping Tracy win an award for acting. Oh, I'm helping him, all right. I even gave him the idea to try to bribe them. And he's going to do that? That's awful. I trust award shows. They tell me how much to care about different dead people. It's not going to work. If they could be bribed, I would have won a Golden Globe for my Lifetime original movie, Sister, Can You Spare a Breast? So you've tried this before? And they were so offended, they banned me for life. And the same thing will happen to Tracy. So you're sabotaging him? Just like I did to my niece when she tried to sing at our family's Christmas party. You know what? You and Tracy deserve each other. I don't know which of you to be more disappointed in. Me, silly. I'm more aware of what I'm doing. So first, fantastic callback with yeah. Jenna's no Golden Globes for Life card mm-hmm. to the Carvel yeah, episode, the and then no, yeah. and the well, first the I free cakes ice for life, free, free ice, ice cream cake for life, and then, and then no, no ice cream for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sad. Um, second, this is hilarious because like, and I that's the reason why Thirty Rock is doing it because the Golden Globes are like the most notoriously corrupt award show. Really, basically, it's I mean it. Even if it's, it may not necessarily be straight up bribing, but in terms of like hosting people for luncheons and like giving them like things that aren't necessarily money, but gifts and prizes and yada 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 yada. Like the the the, the most famous or the most I don't know, the most prominent thing I can remember is when Brie Larson was for Room a few years ago when she won the Oscar that year, but the Golden Globes she won the Golden Globe and like in her speech like she said something like. Thank you, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. It was so great to get to know all of you this year. Because, like, that's basically how you win a Golden Globe. You wine and dine them. And, like, mm. basically, even if, it, again, if it's not straight up bribing, it's, like, you're basically making friends with them. So they'll give you an award, I guess. I don't know. But they're notorious for Yikes. that. Like, the, oh, gosh, we were, we were watching Drag Race, and, like, there was the episode with Pia Zadora's daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Pia Zadora's, like, one of the most infamous, like, 
back in the 70s or 80s or something like there was an award that year for best new rising star and like basically her husband at the time like bought her the award so it's just it's basically yeah the golden globe is just infamous for corruption (laughs) here's a random question anyone ever sold their oscar golden globes can you do that probably I'm sure someone has, but I feel like it's something you probably find on eBay. I don't know. I don't know if you can actually sell. Maybe them. probably not like super famous people, but probably people who have won for like. Yeah. If you're someone who won for like something, you know, like production designer, one of the yeah. one of the lesser categories, where you're not necessarily like rich and famous, and you need money, like. Hmm. I don't know what you can get for it. Do they? Do they even no really give you a trophy for that though? Mm-hmm. I mean, like aside from the honor, I think you still actually get a physical trophy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Haven't you heard about stars who like? Uh, like I say, like sometimes people like ask like, like where they keep them. Like no, no. I mean, I I, I know the actors get them, so, like they're presented. But I'm talking like the you know those the lesser awards that they oh, no, yeah, show yeah. on television. Yeah. They just I read mean, out well, real quick. Do those people still actually get physical trophies, or do they just get the honor of? I mean, winning. I, I, I mean, I, in terms assumed, of just like production, like that's a lot of trophies that you have to produce. I mean, not well. I guess it depends on the award show, but I mean. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. the Oscars is like 30 sides. I mean, I don't know. Something like that. Maybe. Well, I mean, it's 30 categories, but if five people win in one category, that's not 30 trophies. It's 35 trophies. Not uh, I think there's usually a limit on how many huh. people can be nominated in the category. Like, they, I, I'm not exactly... It may be different, like, mm-hmm. by category, but I feel like there's caps on that. Because, like, for example, like, the movie wins the best picture, like, just the producers that get it, like, um, for, like, design stuff, like, I think there's, like, a, a cutoff, like, you can only name X number of people to be eligible because like there was a there was a I don't know if it was a controversy like there was one year it was like there was some Beyonce song that had like one or two too many writers and it was like Beyonce was being left off because it was like it was, it was based off the percentage of what they contributed mm-hmm. and just there was like a small controversy and like was Beyonce like obviously like Beyonce wanted, her, wanted to be nominated but it's like was she eligible I don't know but so I, I want to say probably but I guess I don't really know for sure hmm. interesting no. There's a lot of fun visual jokes in here too, like uh, like the car, the no golden globes for life, like the Tracy being bad at air quotes, and when Jenna's doing the hand sign to you know bribe, and he's like, oh, be bad at snapping. Like there's just it's it's silly things like that that sort of remind me like oh yeah, this is a Thirty Rock episode that's back to that wacky uh, style that they're known for. Uh, but Jack introduces Liz. Uh, to Steve Austin or Stephen Austin if you're um, um, senile if you're senile he is the six million dollar man um, which is such an old reference do you even get that do you get that reference I'm familiar with that program I guess the, but the original or the reboot I mean I've never seen any of it but I heard I mean I've heard of it yeah. or aware of it yeah. um but uh, Liz is a little bit too high and mighty for Jack's tastes. Okay, that guy is bananas. Obviously, he should not be in Congress. What are you doing? He's running against Regina Bookman. I need him. Uh-huh. So you're putting one more nut job. Yeah, I said it. One more. I'm political. In Washington so you can advance your career? What is going on today? Has everyone lost their moral compass? You're being awfully high and mighty for someone who once claimed her husband drowned so she could get out of a gym contract. The whole Cable Town deal is resting on this, and Austin is pro-business. Big business is what's screwing up this country. Please, Lemon, you work for General Electric. Technically, I am a freelancer, which is pretty much a modern-day cowboy. And I live like a cowboy by buying quality locally made jeans also by eating beans out of a can due to impatience you're on your own here partner but hey 
It's not all bad, because you get to watch me walk away. Even like Liz's dialogue there, one more. Yeah, I said one more. I'm political. It reeks of just like lowest tier like uh, political activism. Like, ooh, I I burned you on that. Like, it's just like I don't. Know, I mean, I'm totally guilty of this of like sort of grade school uh, understanding and and uh, rhetoric of of like just political uh, commentary and knowledge i guess so it's just like yeah she thinks she's saying something so abrasive and it's just like no i mean it's so tired by this point it's just like oh, you really sold to the establishment yeah that'll, that'll show them <laughs> yeah. uh, also i'm gonna nitpick but there's no way she's a freelancer as a showrunner no like no. i mean she it's 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 first off we know she has health benefits right. because She's been to the doctor on various episodes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So the, the, I just yeah, like I found the line a little weird because it's like obviously, obviously she's not a freelancer. No, yeah. I mean she may not be contractually obligated to anything, but I mean she still is an employee in the different way a, a freelancer would be. Right. Like a freelancer, you usually would sign a contract or something to say X amount of time, but. Yeah, an employee is an employee. I mean, you still sign something. Right. But, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, right. I mean, if you're, yes, a freelancer can be on a contract, but it's like, I mean, you don't have a, I don't know, like, freelancer is like someone who, like, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like. Danny is basically a freelancer (laughs) as much as he's on I would say, like, maybe one of your writing staff. I mean, I think typically, I mean, writing staff, I think, is unionized, so it wouldn't be freelancer. But, I mean, writing is a task that would be more likely to be freelance than writing a show. I think if you're on a writing team, it's less freelance because you're usually contracted for... Right. But, I mean, in terms of, like, the different industry, like, you know, actual journalism industry or... Uh, something like right. that. That obviously is way more freelance than um, yeah. than a TV show. Yeah. I feel like a TV show, you're not freelance. Yeah, and freelance, freelance feel like you're like doing quote unquote pieces or projects for different places. Like her life is producing the girly show, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Or, or not producing, she, running the running it. Yeah. I guess. Or she hasn't been a freelancer in a really long time. So. <laughs> uh, we go back and uh, Tracy and Jenna are throwing their their fun Hofpa party. Uh, for the foreign press and it seems like it's going pretty well for them i'd like to thank you all for coming we've heard complaints about the sushi platter moving we're working on it tracy would be happy to take any softball questions you have like the following what films inspire you well definitely the foreign films like the political ones where you think there'll be no boobies then bam boobies tracy what is an actor I think the better question is, what isn't an actor? A lamp, a couch, that mirror, or a hidden pistol? An actor. And now, amidst a day of wonders, one wonder more. A special voters-only screening of Hard to Watch, based on the book Stone Cold Bummer by Manipulate. They call New York the Big Apple. Never seemed that way to me. I used to have dreams. I was an all-city running back, and I was going to run out of here to college, to suburbs. 
Now the only thing I use a football for is as a toilet. Funny thing that happened to a guy named Lucky. There's a lot in that scene. I mean, the whole thing of the the press treating Tracy like what he's saying is some sort of revelation. Yeah, like everything he's saying is like, oh, I'm going to hang on every word, but he's not actually saying anything. Like it's the way a lot of the actors are treated just because of, of their fame or their level yeah. of prestige. You're not, you're not going to be rude, but you're, all, you're not going to call them out and be like, that didn't actually mean anything. You didn't say anything. You just said words. Like, or... Obviously, the whole hard to watch, which we know is more of a send up of like uh, Precious. And I guess I'm getting was Blindside out around this time. Blindside seems like it's a few years off. Uh, or like, you know, I can't it, it would have been around. Player. It would have been around this time. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's obviously it's more cribbing from Precious and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole in in that short segment of the which op- worst opening credits of any movie of it doesn't even like. It just is really bad, almost Adobe Premiere After Effects of the title coming on screen and looks really rough. But like the line of oh, it seems like a really weird thing to happen to a guy named Lucky. Like it's just yeah, it's all it's all the Oscar cliches it's, in one. Yeah. Which I mean that's the joke, of course. But it's just like man, yeah. No, I think it's totally right. No, I like it. I mean, it just totally sums it up in like a way that like I mean, it's supposed to transparently be bad. I mean, you know what I mean? Like. Even those prestige films, even though they're easy to make fun of, like, I mean, they're generally at least, like, technically sound. Right. So, but it's funny that, I mean, they're sending up where it's, like, it's not, you know, in a way, it's not saying anything different, or, you know what I mean? Like, the lines are kind of, like, take, clearly taking off that, but it's, like, I don't know, at the same time, it's, like, clearly just, like, <laughs> just, just a little bit off to, like, right. clearly be, like, bad and yeah. silly. Like, hitting all of those tropes yeah. that all of those movies are known for. Like, it's sad, you know, it's going to be depressed. Yeah. And there's a scene later on where the finale or the climax is they're all gathered around they're all sad and then the person of course one final gut punch is oh your mother exploded like honestly <laughs> that wouldn't happen in any sort of Oscar bait movie but you know well not exploded not but exploded but no like your mother know, just died. someone would die yeah. or there'd be a last gut punch of you know you're, you're not leaving here happy kind of idea my favorite line in that scene was what films inspire you I would say the foreign oh, films <laughs> just all of them all of the yeah. foreign films <laughs> just all of them no one specific so while Jack is running uh, Steve Austin through his preparation for his ads Liz confronts him and finds out the truth about Brooklyn Without Limits you're really going ahead with this Lemon I'm not about to take criticism from someone wearing that t-shirt hey don't talk down Brooklyn without limits. Stores like this are saving the world. Really? You're going to lecture me about big business again? Do you know who owns Brooklyn without limits? Brooklyn Zach. He throws pool parties in dumpsters. Halliburton. In the mid-90s, they found themselves with a surplus of canvas waterboarding hoods, so they had sweatshops make them into messenger bags to sell to Outerborough idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. Handmade in USA. Your magic jeans are from BWLO Lemon. It's not handmade in USA. It's pronounced Handmade in USA. The Hond people are a Vietnamese slave tribe, and USA is their island prison. They made your jeans. You know how they get the stitching so small? Orphans. No, Brooklyn Zach is real. He just got back from Peru where he met a family that's been making hats for 2,000 years. We all make our compromises. At least I'm doing it for our company, for jobs. You're doing it for your ass. 
I don't believe you. The liberal media would have told me about this. There's no such thing. The New York Times is owned by NYT Incorporated, which is owned by Altheon Ballistic Dynamics, which is owned by the Murdoch family, who are owned by Halliburton. Yeah, so this is where we start to get into the cynicism of, of setting up that, you know, all, you know the, even when, you know, even trying to do good, like something's owned by something else. And I will say I have heard that the the made in USA, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like a kind of a played out joke. Yeah. But they but they did put a good twist on it with the, with the handmade thing. Like at least they did it a little bit differently. Than, yeah. 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 Uh, which, I mean, that's a very, I mean, obviously it's a joke, but at the same time it's very tragic. Especially when he goes, Orphan. It's like, oh, oh God. That makes it so sad. <laughs> it's sad because it's true. It's, yeah, it, it, it is really true. But um, the, all of this conversation of, of parent companies and who owns what and things like that, like it it, leads, it led me back to that picture that's been circulating online for like about the last 10 years or so. Like, there's like 10 parent companies, and how, and at least in like food brands and household items and things like that and like the big names and then you know their subsidiaries but like Procter and Gamble you know they own Pringles but they also own Mr. Clean and they own Gillette and they own uh, Crest and they own Pure they own Duracell uh, Johnson and Johnson they own things like Pepsi they own things like Tylenol they own things like Band-Aid um, PepsiCo, they own Quaker, they own Taco Bell, they own KFC, they own A&W, they own obviously Pepsi. Like, it's just, it's insane how much different companies are all still under one giant banner of 10 other companies. So it's like... Well, remember, NBC used to be owned by the Shineheart Wig Company. True. That's true. Um, it's just, it's bonkers, man. Like, Kraft owns Cadbury, which I thought that was an English company, but I guess they must have bought them out. Maybe they have the English, the English distri- or, or the, the U.S. distribution or something. Yeah. But Well, I mean, nothing you said in there is like, none of those you said were super crazy because I mean it's like well here how about this so PepsiCo owns A&W but Kraft also owns an A&W crazy which like maybe that just says A. no it, it says A&W yeah A&W and A&W and so there's apparently right? two a, a, uh, maybe uh, it's bringing the whole moral of this of the ethics is this, is this right no but I mean I don't is it the same where they're like Nestle owns like the, the the Los Angeles Times you know what I mean like that would be I feel like that would be more like what they're talking about in here yeah. where it's like well no this is more like foods and home goods not so much like no. you know other industries but like Nestle owns like Garnier but also owns Ralph Lauren which what no Diesel I didn't know that things like that like it's it's pretty wild just how much is owned by so few companies? Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't get into Amazon. Amazon, like AT and T. I think we did. We discuss it. I feel like we discussed it recently. AT and T owns HBO. Yeah. And they own Warner, Warner and things like that. Which I think AT and T was trying to sell off some of the Warner stuff, but they they decided not to do that. I don't think it was all of Warner. I think it was some. I think some of their smaller developments yeah. of like video games and things like that, they wanted to sell off some of those properties. Yeah. Well, and of course, Disney bought most of Fox, except for Fox News, which is still owned by the Murdoch Small Corporation. Their news and some of their sports, right? Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, and the Murdochs, which don't actually own the New York Times. That was a, I, <laughs> that was I, a joke. I, yeah, but I mean, he said it so believably. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the Murdochs do own, I mean, they own News Corporation, which okay. owns 
I mean, Fox News is the yes, but like Sky News and a bunch of the big news. I think they own like the the. I think the Daily Mail, but like the Mirror, the Telegraph, some of the big conservative newspapers in the UK, and the same in Australia. So yeah, yeah. But the the first owner of the New York Times was a man named Cyrus Leopold Solzberger, also known as Cyrus Lindauer Solzberger. Yeah. Hmm. And they still are the yeah the Solzberger family are still yeah. yeah the owners. Yeah. So man, yeah. I mean, I I would love a gigantic. Uh, what do you call those? Not, they're not bubble. I guess they're bubbles, but what do you call those when it's like parent company and then everything that they... Oh, okay, it's not uh, a graph. No, there must be a name for it, but I yeah. can't think of it right now. But I guess breakdown or whatever of, you know, so-and-so. Hierarchy? The, well, yeah, pyramid, something like that. Whatever. But anyway. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see one of those for like every company in the world. And everything that they own, it probably it it's it would probably be more than ten. It would probably be closer, to probably twenty or thirty, but it still wouldn't be yeah. anything beyond that. I imagine. I feel like it would still be a smaller number than people expect. But yeah. So while Liz gets the um, the truth from Brooklyn Without Limits, now when she says Brooklyn Zach, she's not referring to that guy, right? Like Brooklyn Zach is like the Ed Hardy of this place. Like it's just like a a character or oh. a persona they made for. To sell the store in terms of like it, a history, right? I guess it could be. I kind of thought of it like Dove Charney, who was the American Apparel owner before yeah. he, well, he's had a plenty of his own issues, but um, like where he was the owner, but to a way like he was also like the face of, or like Tom's, yeah. like for Tom's shoes. Like yeah. I figured, like, so I, I mean, you, right, it could be like you where it's a made up persona, but I, I, I guess I personally saw it as more of that kind of person who's like the head of the company and, yeah. you know, goes, especially because, you know, the, the thing about made the trip to Peru to be well, the founder made the Well, that's what made me think hats. it was a story because it's so, like, over the top and it's like, uh-huh. I don't know, Well, I feel like Tom, like, you would go to Africa to right. meet with the people who, whatever, yeah. you know, so I don't. Yeah. I guess, it, yeah, I guess but, it's how you interpret it. Yeah, but the person in the store, the, the worker is not Brooklyn Zach. He's no. just, a, just the, the retail. The retail guy. Associate. Clerk. The conservative. Guy. But I, I mean, it's 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 those moments there of the learning at the Han made in USA and then the turn that the person working there is also like a gay conservative, just sort of piling on Liz. Like she can just never get ahead. Everything she likes, there's always some sort of cynical or really like jaded twist that has to come along with it um which yeah i mean the it, it still boggles my mind that there's an idea of gay conservatives but it's just like it makes sense because of course there are but it's like i just don't understand it like i remember it's just it's so wild it's like of course there are but i just don't get how you can I don't know how you can support a party like that, but it's just... Either, generally, either racism or right. wanting to... I, well, I'll say money-related. I would say... Should, I, I mean, I say keep your taxes. I mean, yeah. this administration has spent so much money that it's like it's a joke to call yourself a fiscal conservative and say that you support this administration for those reasons. But yeah. we will not get into all that. But no, I'll just say right. for... What, what are the... Those reasons are probably the top two. Yeah, they're usually trust fund kids or they just have... A, they come from a ton of money, so of course... Or they just... They want to maintain Or they've acquired lifestyle. even right. if they didn't have it and they... Right. Want to, to they don't want to get pushed off the top. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the viewing party for Hard to Watch is wrapping up, and Jenna also has to reveal some truth to Tracy. I'll go to jail in Deshaun's place because he's my brother. Don't say nothing. 
Sometimes you gotta do the right thing, even when the wrong thing is a whole lot easier. Now let's just have one last happy dinner together as a family. Your mother exploded. <laughs> them right where I want them. Time to do a little Golden Globe shopping. No, Tracy, that movie gave me drunk in the bathtub face. We need to talk. There's a lot about that small scene that's just so much context <laughs> is left without. So he's in a wheelchair, or he's knocked out of a wheelchair, and he's somehow missing an arm. So, like, what's happened in this two hours that... <laughs> A lot. A lot has happened to this poor person, but like he's like, I'm gonna basically take the place of someone and go to jail for them, and then if that's not enough, they find out that his mother has exploded. It's just like, oh my gosh, this poor life. The more tragedy, the more prestige. That's true. That's, true. that's usually how it works. <laughs> that reminds me, there's a a really funny American Dad uh, episode where one of the kids. I mean, it's it's a it's a not in universe story. It's just like a one of those imaginary episodes that is not rooted in anything. But they are doing like a James Bond James Bond parody, and the main villain wants to create the saddest movie ever, and so he does a lot of these things. Or it's like incredibly trippy. It's set in the Holocaust. Uh, it's all black and white. Like so, it's basically like Schindler's List meets Forrest Gump because like the main character is mentally handicapped and. Then it's like basically Anne Frank, so they're hidden in the attic, but you know, how do you tell someone who's mentally handicapped they can't be loud? And you know, like he has a favorite puppy, and of course, the puppy has to. It's like all of these tropes of like just wanting to be the saddest movie because yeah. that's always what, and all of his goal is he wants to win the Oscar for the saddest movie. And then even as a follow up, where it's a four hour documentary of a chimp whose baby dies and it continues trying to nurse it back to life. Because it just wants to be the saddest thing ever. And that's what works usually is sadness usually wins you an Oscar. Um, but Liz has come to the realization that uh, sometimes you do have to put your morals or your ethics first. Or sometimes take a back seat. Uh, but she does convince Jack to do the right thing with her, her realization. Well, you were right about Brooklyn without limits. Crunchy on the outside. Right-wing nut job on the inside. Like Ann Coulter's underwear. But I see you're still wearing the jeans. I know. They look so good. And I'm Skyping later with Carol, and we like to dance together, and I want to do this back-it-up move that I haven't been able to pull off since high school. It's like, back it up, back it up, and drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. I will haunt your dreams. So, fine. I'm selling out. But so are you. No. I believe in Steve Austin and his plan to put a casino on the moon. Then I believe in Halliburton. Good. So neither of us should feel guilty. We don't. Sabotage? But I'm the one who does that to me. I know, Tracy. It was wrong. But I couldn't go through with it because I saw your movie. And I can't believe I'm saying this. But you're great. Wait, great like good? Or great like the thing I dropped my asthma inhaler down the other day? The first one, Trey. You are going to win. And when you do, I'll be furious. Like waking up next to Rob Schneider furious. But I don't care. It's like you said in the movie. 
Sometimes you gotta do the right thing, even when the wrong thing would be a whole lot easier. No, don't say that. In real life, you have to make compromises. No, Liz Lemon, it's like the thing I said in another movie I made. Compromises are for lesser souls. Die, werewolf zombie. So you two have decided to do the right thing. Ah, fine, I'll go home and change. Take a last look, guys. Hit that. Too small. Have you seen the Spike Lee movie Do the Right Thing? No. Which I haven't, and I'm wondering because they dropped that phrase so much in the last part of the episode that, like, I was wondering if, like, there's a reference. I haven't seen it because I am a film ignorant, but it just made me wonder if there are references, like, you know what I mean? Especially, like, clips from the film, like, if that's referenced. Like, I know vaguely what, what that movie's about, but yeah. I haven't seen it to, like, know if it's being specifically referenced. So just because they say that so much. I didn't know if you had seen it and knew if there were, like, any references. No, it's one of those that, like, it's... Uh, I'm aware... It's it's one of those movies that it's it's sort of topical constantly and it's been parodied and homaged enough that I feel like I have seen it without having seen it. Um, but I don't know if them saying, like, doing the right thing is specifically referencing that movie. Yeah. Um, I sure, because they say it so much, like, four or five different times in the last thing, it's like, they say, do the right thing, do the right thing. So well, I think like, it's just the, the It could just be a coincidence. Yeah, I think yeah. it's more coincidental. But, I was just curious because, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I, I, I mean, do the right thing was an Oscar film that was yeah. about, like, heavy subjects or whatever. So yeah, it kind of ties into, yes, it ties yeah. into Tracy's Oscar yeah. bait role. I remember that. Kinda. That was the movie that I was trying to think of a few weeks back. Uh, that was a Spike Lee movie that was very relevant during the uh, well the protests that are still happening but when the protests were heavily mm. um, uh, televised and things like that uh, a lot of people were saying it was an incredibly relevant movie and I was like I should finally watch that so well do that and report well, back I will do the right thing <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah I'll report back so Liz convinced Jack to do the right thing uh, whereas Jack was originally just going to keep Steve Austin out of the political picture until the vote was over, he decided he needed to uh, voice his own opinion, which obviously sabotages his own platform. Um, but Liz and Jack wrap up our fun little story of the episode. Wow, that's worse than the speech my grandpa made when my cousin married a Japanese girl. As if that weren't enough. Austin was mocked in Jay Leno's monologue tonight. The kingmaker has spoken. It's over. Bookman will be reelected. But you did the right thing. And at the end of the day, isn't that more important than some merger? Letting morality get in the way of making money. I might as well go and be a teacher. I know what'll cheer you up. Would you like some cake? Yeah. Cake boy! This has been the best day of my life. So after talking about their moral superiority, they exploit an underpaid intern <laughs> to literally eat cake off. Cake off. He's is that not an intern? Page, whatever. It's close yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's different. Not the same. But yeah, no, they're still eating cake. Let them eat cake off exactly. of Page's Pages back. But he's loving it though. So well, good for him. Can't really fault them for if he's enjoying it. Um, but yeah. Well, that's, that, that's a solid, I think, a really funny episode, and not as topical, I think, now um, as it was back in 2011. There's still some bits you can pull out of 
you know, like early Tea Party and uh, or at the time topical Tea Party people and 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 uh, predicting the success of the well. And, and and not success into this one in the end, but yeah. the, the success of a candidate whose message was go back to what made right. America great. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the, the really always topical of making fun of Oscar bait movies and, and, and Golden Globes and Oscars and things like that, um, oh, which wow. is always, I, it's always welcome. I enjoy it. But even still, like, uh, Liz's storyline was, I mean, way more topical back then. Uh, sort of has become a bit, I'd say, on the back burner of a lot of people's minds, but I think a lot of people are a little bit more conscious about products that they buy and where they come from and things like that. But leaving it off on the cynical worldview of there's only so much you can do in terms of who you buy from because there's a set number of parent companies that whatever. So... Yeah, I feel like there's kind of a splinter. Like some of those people are now like anti-vaxxers, and right. some of them are just hipsters who probably grew up a little bit more and maybe still try to do that by locally and responsibly or whatever. But right. Yeah. They're not. They haven't gone full goop. Yeah. Some of them went a little bit too far. This their um, their I guess rebellion in terms of parent companies and who they support and went too far as to start being anti-vaxxers and. Ugh. Anyway, anti-maskers. <laughs> I don't think there's too much of a correlation between those people. But probably. Uh, anyway, uh, the credit scene is we get Steve Austin's unedited uh, promotional speech, which uh, during the episode there's a bit where they show his promotional ad that has just been butchered and censored and edited to make sense, but you know it's comically done to where it's clearly poorly edited to to let you in on the joke but you know let's just say his views are not great in terms of let's let's bring back slavery and i will guarantee casinos on the moon and outrageous claims that would never actually happen uh, final thoughts what's wrong with the casino on the moon nothing wrong with it but it's just going to be paid by geico all right well as always thank you for joining us i'm good to there if you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 88, entitled College, wherein Liz suddenly becomes the cool person at TGS while Jack learns that he might be aging out and forgets his roots of the department, the microwave department that he originally um, was head of. They picks up. See you next time. I believe ketchup bottles should be 500% larger. We are all responsible for heroes becoming terrible. But what kind of jail are these alien prisoners being held in? We should bring back slavery. And they're backed by big corporations. Animals can govern themselves. Taken out of context, it was exactly what I meant. As God is my witness, we will build Casinos on the moon. Thank you. You know what? You and Tracy deserve each other. I don't know which of you to be more disappointed in. Me, silly. I'm more aware of what I'm doing.